and welcome to the Movies Past and Present Podcast. It's May 25th, 2022, and this is episode 86. I'm your host, Stanford Clark, and I'm podcasting from the crossroads of the West in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Just like my blog, moviespastandpresent.com, I'll be providing recommendations, commentary, and reviews about current and classic cinema. Thanks for tuning in, and let's do this thing. All right, new in theaters. We've got a movie that opened up last week, two that are opening up this weekend, and then one more that's opening up in a couple weeks. So first up is uh, Downton Abbey, A New Era. This is a comedy drama from Focus Features. It's directed by Simon Curtis, and it's from award-winning creator of the beloved TV show, Julian Fellows. This much-anticipated cinematic return of the global phenomenon reunites the beloved cast as they go on a grand journey to the south of France to uncover the mystery of the Dowager Countess's newly inherited villa. I've got some friends that are really love Downton Abbey, and they've seen this since it opened up last week, uh, and they reported that uh, they loved it, and it was just a great way to spend more time with these characters that they've really come to love and appreciate. So hopefully... Downton Abbey fans are going to be happy about this. Uh, it looks beautiful. It looks like they've done a very nice job with the production. So, again, uh, hopefully Downton Abbey fans are going to have a good time at the cinema uh, reuniting with this crew. Uh, Downton Abbey, A New Era, is rated PG by the Motion Picture Association for some suggestive references, language, and thematic elements. Speaking of TV shows, but for something quite a bit different, uh, opening up this Friday, May 27th, is the Bob's Burgers movie. This is an animated comedy from 20th Century Studios, and it's based on the Bob's Burgers uh, animated series, which is now wrapping up its 12th uh, season. This is directed by Lauren Bouchard, who's, who's uh, the creator of Bob Burgers, um, and Bernard Derriman. Um, they're saying that this is, of course, animated, big screen, uh, musical comedy mystery adventure <laughs> movie, <laughs> uh, of which it is. I've had a chance to see it, and I'll be reviewing it on the on the podcast. Uh, what sets this, the plot off is that you know Bob uh, Bob Belcher, who's the main character, Bob, uh, his wife Linda, and their three kids. They are uh, just kind of on the cusp of success. But they always run into problems and kind of bad things often uh, happen to them. But it's a family that stays together. They love each other. And, uh, but uh, anyway, what what uh, sets off this story is, is a ruptured water main creates an enormous sinkhole, like literally like the width of the street uh, in front of their restaurant, which prevents anybody from really coming in and out. Thankfully, they have a back door. But <laughs> this, this, um, Really messes up their plans. They were hoping to have a successful summer with the burger business. Um, while Bob and his wife Linda can struggle to keep the business afloat, Tina, Eugene, and Louise, the three kids, try to solve a mystery that could save their family's restaurant. Uh, this has got the same voice cast as the as the as the TV show. Um, the screenplay is by Lauren Bouchard and Nora Smith, and 
I just found it to be really funny. So I'll look forward to talking with you more about it here in a bit. Uh, the Bob's Burgers movie is rated PG-13 by the Motion Picture Association for rude, suggested material and language. Finally, opening up this Friday, May 27th, we've only been waiting for like two and a half years for this movie, is Top Gun Maverick. Uh, this is from Paramount Pictures. It's directed by Joseph Kaczynski. This is the sequel to the 1986 film. And, uh, you know, this is supposed to come out in, in 2020 and COVID, uh, kind of put the brakes on that. Uh, but they didn't put the brakes on the trailer, which was showed pretty much in every movie I went to over the last year or two years. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Um, but anyway, uh, I gotta tell you though, this movie's great. I've, I got to see an early bird screening of it a couple of days ago. And uh, absolutely loved it. So I will be talking about that uh, on the podcast here. Uh, but just as just as a quick review, uh, Pete Maverick Mitchell, who was again played by Tom Cruise, um, finds himself training a group of Top Gun graduates for a specialized mission, the likes of which no living pilot has ever seen. Maverick encounters uh, Rooster who happens to be the son of his deceased friend, Goose, as you may remember from the original Top Gun. So facing an uncertain future and confronting the ghosts of his past, Maverick is drawn into a confrontation with his own deepest fears, culminating in a mission that demands the ultimate sacrifice for those who will be chosen to fly it. Uh, Top Gun Maverick is rated PG-13 by the Motion Picture Association, for sequences of intense action and some strong language. It's fantastic, and I'll be talking more about it in a minute. Uh, and then finally, uh, opening up on June 10th, is Jurassic World Dominion. This is uh, a dinosaur movie, uh, <laughs> as you may imagine, from Universal Pictures. It's directed by Colin Trevorrow, and Universal says are they marketing it as the epic conclusion of the Jurassic era? era, but I'm sure they're going to come up with more. I mean, who are we kidding? Uh, you know, whatever, you know, all these different, uh, dinosaur area eras or prehistoric eras. Right. Um, but what's, what's, I guess, special, so to say about this film is that, uh, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard, who are the, you know, play the main characters in both of these Jurassic world movies, uh, are going to be joined by Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, and Sam Neill reprising the roles that they made in the in the 1993 original Jurassic Park. So, uh, anyway, that uh, that could be interesting. But this film takes place four years after Isla Nublar has been destroyed. Dinosaurs now live and hunt. No duh, because all the you know all the digital dinosaurs want to do is eat people. Um, alongside humans all over the world, this fragile balance will reshape the future and determine once and for all whether human beings are to remain the apex predators on a planet they now share with history's most fearsome creatures. I saw the original, oh, not the original, I mean, the original 1993 Jurassic Park that Steven Spielberg directed is one of my all-time favorite movies. I absolutely love it. I don't think that any of these sequels have really lived up to that original. Uh, Jurassic World was okay. I totally skipped the last one because of that fallen Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom because it just looked dreadful. And this, to me, looks absolutely dreadful, too. I mean, it's just, you know, dinosaurs in buildings chasing people, you know, yuck. So, 
if you go, let me know. And if if you need if I need to, you know, change my mind, uh, change my ways, <laughs> and go see this movie, uh, I, I will glad. I will be anxious to hear uh, hear, hear hear what you think. But for me, it's 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 a pass. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion is rated PG thirteen by the Motion Picture Association for intense sequences of action, some violence, and language. So again. For uh, new movies now in theaters, we've got Downton Abbey, A New Era, which opened up last week. The Bob's Burgers movie and Top Gun Maverick, which opened up this Friday, May 27th. And then uh, Jurassic World Dominion, which opens June 10th. Uh, a couple a couple of reviews. First up is the Bob's Burgers movie, which, as I mentioned, is opening up this Friday in theaters. This is just basically a 90-minute episode of the very funny uh, animated TV show Bob's Burgers. Now, I think Bob's Burgers is considered uh, to be, I guess, kind of quote-unquote adult animation. Maybe up there, even with, like, The Simpsons and... Uh, and Family Guy, you know, King of the Hill, those those animated shows that 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 Fox showcases, I think, typically on Sunday nights. And uh, Bob's Burgers, though, I think is really funny. Uh, I had the chance to this was this was a few years back, but uh, I had a chance to hear the Bob's Burgers creative team. So it was uh, Lauren Bouchard who's 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 uh the creator of this show and then uh some of the cast and i think a couple other producers were there uh just you know just talk about the show and they were so funny uh all uh the, the vocal cast which is all returning for this movie they, they've got they've got great chemistry and great comedic timing and it's literally just one joke after another one thing that I, I appreciate about the TV show and it follows in, uh, follows into the movie is that this is a family that loves loves each other. They're struggling, you know, they're struggling to make to make ends meet and to make this burger joint, th- you know, thrive. But they love each other. And the conflict even though they've got of course, you know, quirks and stuff that they have to deal with with each other, but the conflict usually comes from outside of the family rather than from within the family. And I really appreciate that. And I think that's actually something that's, that, that, that really sets the show apart. Uh, and then just because they've, they've got such good writers and such a great cast, it's just joke after joke after joke after joke. And, and uh, I, I never tired of it. I thought that the, I thought that the movie was funny. The, the animation gets stepped up a bit. I mean, hello, it's on the big screen. So, so I thought it looked great, but also just again looked like Bob's Burgers. It wasn't like they created some fancy uh, new new environment or made it in like three D animation or something. Although I'm sure they were using a lot of uh, those animation tools, but it still just very much looked like a Bob's Burgers episode. Uh, there's some songs in it, and and. Uh, and they're co-written by Lauren Bouchard, <laughs> who also, you know, co-wrote the script. Um, 
but I think for people who are fans of Bob's Burgers, they are going to love this movie. And if you've never seen it, this is in this turn. If you've never seen an episode of Bob's Burgers, you should check out. You should you should check it out. It's, it's on Hulu. If you've got Hulu, you can stream uh, stream the episodes or do some binge watching. Uh, I think you could actually even go to the movie without having any experience with it. But I think you know it made it more enjoyable that I was was familiar with uh, was familiar with the show. So. Uh, Hopefully, people are going to have fun with Bob's Burgers. It's again, again very playing to, I think, a very niche market, but uh, it's funny and it delivered the laughs. Uh, I, I, as I mentioned, I also got to see this week uh, Talk on Maverick before it opens widely this weekend. And, you know, as I had, had kind of whined about earlier, I was so sick to death of this trailer. <laughs> they just kept showing the same trailer. And uh, while, again, it looked cool, and just the idea that, that Top Gun was coming back after you know many, many years. You know, the, the original was released in 1986. Th- that, uh, anyway, I just wasn't sure what this was going to be. But I got to tell you, all my expectations were just surpassed. And the movie is just a wild, exciting ride. It is so well made. Uh, it starts off with a very, I think, actually, you know, again, for this style of movie, it's a very good script. And Tom Cruise plays his character, Maverick, really well. You know, I, I recently rewatched, it was like two weeks ago or so, I rewatched the original film because I hadn't seen it for quite a while. And uh, it was nice to just kind of be reminded of some of these plot points or whatever that, that came to play in the movie. But uh, I think what I was really impressed with is, is is that Tom Cruise delivers a pretty nuanced performance in this new one. He's not just like the cocky kid that he was, you know, in the, in the 1986 uh, film. But he's a character that's got uh, regret and guilt and even though he's a real daredevil, he can, you know, he's faces his mortality. And I, I just think kudos to kudos to Tom Cruise. He does a, he does a, he does a, he, you know, it's really up to him to carry the film, and he and he just does a fantastic job. He's supported by a great cast. Uh, Kelly McGillis isn't back in the film, but uh and they don't really explain what happened to her, but Tom's new love interest is played by Jennifer Connelly and she's terrific. And, and, uh, John Hamm is in it as one of these, uh, military admirals. Uh, but, uh, Val Kilmer makes it, you know, kind of makes a cameo in a way, although he's a piece of presence throughout, but he, he shows up and, and the real key relationship in this movie is with the character, uh, known as Rooster, but he is Goose's son. Uh, you know, Goose was played by Anthony Edwards in the original film, and he was Tom Cruise's flying partner, and he gets killed. And, and uh, you know, it's a real tragedy uh, in that movie. But, uh, you know, I was reminded, because I rewatched it again, that, so, Goose is married to a character who's played by Meg Ryan, a very, you know, very young, very cute <laughs> Meg Ryan. And then they have a little kid. And so this kid is, is a young little boy and it's, you know, it's rooster. Uh, 
Uh, and and uh, anyway, Miles Teller does a very good job playing playing Rooster. The hair and makeup people did a really good job, I think, of making him look kind of like Anthony Edwards. Uh, and their relationship is 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 really you know that relationship, and then the relationship that Tom Cruise's you know, the Maverick has with with uh, the Jennifer Connelly character are kind of the key key ones. But they've got all these you know. Hotshot pilots, and and uh, so the but the so the supporting cast is interesting, and they just do a really good job about pulling everything everything together. The real star of this movie, you know, no duh, are these flight scenes, which are phenomenal. Uh, I saw this movie uh, in IMAX, and my jaw, you know, it's just they're just jaw dropping. For the most part, these were all practically I mean they were filmed with you know with cameras in cockpits the actors had to go through three months of flight training uh so they could know how to know how to respond well and of course they weren't flying the planes but they were made to look like they were flying the planes and they had IMAX compatible cameras that were in the cockpits and and uh you know, of course, the the cockpits are covered in, in in glass, but you get this amazing view, and and uh, it's 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 really a wonderful sensory experience. The sound design is 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 incredible, uh, and you you feel like you're you're flying these jets. It's a real love letter to aviation. It just shows tremendous amount of of respect for the military, but it never really goes into um, you know, kind of like I'd call it hardcore patriotism or something like that, where where you might feel un, possibly uncomfortable. It's more just like you just have nothing but respect for the bravery of these of these people who 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 fly these jets and who support them, and the people who who, who support these efforts. It's it's really a great movie. It it. Uh, transported me back to like night you know to 1986 with some of their musical choices yet it feels very grounded in the future uh you know in the in the present i mean i mean and and uh you know creates a very hopeful uh feeling and future it's in a way it's a very you know hollywood style of film but i gotta tell you with all of the horrible stuff going on in the world right now uh the the filmmakers have given us all just a very happy gift, so I I I suggest seeing Top Gun Maverick on the biggest screen with the loudest stereo possible, and go have a great time at the movies. For Classic Cinema Corner, we've got a couple movies that are going to be playing on the big screen that you should be aware of. First up, uh, the Turner Classic Movies Big Screen Classics series is bringing us Smokey and the Bandit uh, from 1977. This is a 45th anniversary screening of this of this film. It's going to be in theaters on May 29th, June 1st, and June 2nd. It's, uh, you know, as you may recall, this film stars Burt Reynolds, Jackie Gleason, Sally Field, and Jerry Reed. It is. It was one of the biggest box office hits of its day. 
Burt Reynolds plays Bandit, who's a fun-loving, fast-talking trucker who takes on his craziest haul uh, yet. Uh, he He's tasked with delivering 400 cases of beer from Texarkana to Atlanta in just 28 hours. Uh, Jackie Gleason plays Sheriff Buford T. Justice, who is hot on his trail, trail and eager to teach him uh, some respect for the law. Uh, Bandit's not alone. He's working with uh, his buddy Cletus, who's played by Jerry Reed. And then, of course, he runs into a runaway bride who's played by Sally Field. Uh, so gear up for huge laughs, pedal to the metal action, and some of the wildest car crashes ever filmed. Plus, you get exclusive insights from uh, our friends at Turner Classic Movies. So um, to find out where Smokey and the Bandit is playing, go to fathomevents.com slash TCM. I will have links to this in the podcast notes on my blog. But there you'll be able to find uh, all the theaters where it's playing and the times and whatnot. You know, usually it plays uh, at least once, if not twice, during those during those days. And again, it's going to be playing on May 29th, June 1st, and June 2nd. Also coming to theaters is uh, The Wizard of Oz, uh, the 1939 classic. Um, Warner Brothers is celebrating the 100th birthday of Judy Garland. Judy Garland was born on June 10th, 1922. And what a great way to do that by, by joining with fans across the country in, uh, in watching one of the great uh, Hollywood films of all time uh, on the big screen. Um, this film will be playing, uh, again, it's through the Fathom Events uh, set up. So go to fathomevents.com and uh playing again on June 5th and June 6th and you can see uh, the times that it's available. If you've never seen The Wizard of Oz on the big screen and I know I hadn't until I saw it at the uh, uh, again through Turner Classic Movies uh, I think it was through one of their big screen classics screenings a few years back and I also saw it at a Turner Classic Movie Classic Film Festival uh, a few years back but seeing The Wizard of Oz I, I just only seen it on TV you know, as a kid, it was like annual viewing. They they would play it, uh, you know, once or twice a year, like on holidays. But the chance to be able to see it on the big screen is really something. It's and I'm sure this is just going to be a beautiful uh, digital print of the film. They also say that it's it features a this screening features a rarely seen extended musical number. I don't know what that is, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I'm sure it's going to be great. So make sure to check out the Wizard of Oz. In theaters on June 5th and June 6th, uh, again, through fathomevents.com. I will have links to this in the podcast notes on my blog. Well, that does it for this episode of the Movies Past and Present podcast. Again, links and more information about the movies discussed in today's podcast can be found in the podcast notes on my blog at moviespastandpresent.com. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Links are also on the blog. And follow me on Instagram. My handle is at MoviesPAP, as in past and present. I put a ton of content on Instagram, so join me out there, too. Uh, as always, I hope you will join some good movies this week, whether they be from the past or the present. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, be safe out there. Happy Memorial Day, and dedicate yourself to the truth. Mm-hmm.